This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Um, we spoke last time. We spoke about four or so different aspects of Vodas Hashem of a person who is not, um, whose life is not Shevet Levi mode. I want to go over some of the points a little bit more with some more emphasis, some more detail. Uh, the first one was the first one we spoke about that the job a person does in this world has a certain is of importance. It adds to the world. I'm talking about a very physical level, simple level. A person does things that add to the world and so on, and they're important as such. I want to bring a chazal. It's a medrash rabba, bracious rabba, lametes. Avram Avinu says was going So he was going someplace and at a certain point Akashbach appeared to him. So it says Bishosha Avram Mahalik Baramnaraim He saw them eating, drinking, and uh, ma- merrymaking, doing nothing. Amma, he said, I don't want to have any part of this. It's not where I want to be. Royce, when he came to Solomon Shaltzur, is, is the boundary of Eretz Yisrael. Um, so when he saw the Solomon Shaltzur, Royce and Asukim Benikush Bisasa Nikush, they were weeding the fields whenever you needed to weed the fields. They were um either they were um plowing. Um they said I want this to be the place where my share is. So the um this is where I want my um dwelling to be and this is what I want um should be my chalik. Certainly, there are many deeper pshatim in the Medrash, but the deeper pshatim are all simply ramifications of the basic pshat. The basic pshat is people that don't do anything productive with their lives are not good people. Um, it, it, it's it, it, being being osek in yeshuvashal olam at a certain level. I, even at the most basic level, is very, very positive. Not being also Olam is not good. Um, you find in a lot of Chazal, when you met a person, he was asked, what is your umnus? What's your malacha? And he would answer, I'm, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm a Ray Bakr, I'm a Sandler, I'm so on and so forth. I don't mean... Um, to use this chazal like people say about against someone who's made Shevet Levi his Esav. Certainly that's the most noble of, of, of Asakim. But, but it, what you're accomplishing in the world at the most basic level is important. Do these have bigger meanings that the person who, was, who said that his malach is doing X or Y or Z means something deeper than that? That's true. But the deeper is not on the Cheshmer of Pshat. And a person needs to ask himself, is he, is he 
adding is his work and what he's doing productive or not. But Derek Klau, you will find um, the type of people that are looking for easy money and non-productive occupation um, are pochsim. It's not a healthy society. It's not a good society. People that don't understand um, the, the fact that their labor adds to the world, their skill, their knowledge of labor, if there's a sense that I'm trying to get way too much leverage for what I'm putting in, um, it's not it's not a, a sign of a good person. It's a sign of a pochis, and the person who is asukim benikush b'sasa nikush b'idur b'sasa idur is very positive. So that's I wanted sort of supplement to the first point we made about the person about the person finding an occupation that it can generally be um, satisfied that the occupation is a, it's a positive occupation. And it, it, business is very positive. But again, the person needs to understand himself, I, I, is, am I somehow gaming the process, and sort of milking the cow for a lot more than the grass and the water I've given it? Or, or is it the person is putting in real work, accomplishing something, and his rewards can be very big? I mean, business can have very good but But it's on, built on top of something that a person is accomplishing. That's one point that I want to refer to. The second point is um, a point that needs a lot of elaboration is about the learning while you're working. Um, one of the questions on the sheet was, how should a person who's not also in Torah full-time, how should you set up a Seder Yom to learn? Um, that is a very, very uh, tough question to answer. Um, first of all, because it it, it, the answer comes in a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. Let's uh, let's sort of give um, let's first give ourselves general kalolim. There are going to be things that we have to learn and there are going to be things that if we learn them we will keep those stern. In other words, when the question is what to learn, how to learn, what to learn, the, the, the answer is going to come from two sides. One is what is absolutely necessary to learn, and the second question is going to be what is going to keep you the most in learning, because uh, it's a hard day. There's a lot of competition for a person's attention, time, um, alertness, and so on. And if the learning is not going to um, have a strong a self-reinforcing value to it, it's not going to work. So let's touch on one, two, three things that are necessities, and then we're going to, um, and, and then we're going to speak about what what are um, approaches that will help reinforce the personal learning he's doing. Okay, what is absolutely necessary? So um, I would put down two things. First of all, halacha lemaisa. Not only because you have to know what to do today. Um, pretty much everybody does. You know, there's a pattern what to do. Um, there's, there's there's plenty of guidebooks, handbooks, and so on. But the truth is, what happens if a person does not learn halacha is he begins to be mazalzul in the halacha. I you know it's like rabbanim always come with new chumras. Um, you 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 turn to any from quote unquote from blog, and there's always somebody such and such rav 
came up with a chumrah. Ah, oh, why do we always have to dig up chumrahs when it happens and so forth? The zilzal comes a lot because the more you're out of it, the less you realize what the halacha really is and um, where the person is coming from. The respect for the system requires that you learn it. A lot of things a person will not do simply because he's an amaretz, and there are things a person doesn't know, and he is going to be over on it. And therefore, a person needs to learn halacha l'maisa. The real problem is, uh, what safer is going to learn halacha l'maisa? Um, let's go through them. The Mishnah Bura is the most halacha l'maisa safer, the general psaq of the Bura, and it's the most unwieldy of this farm to learn, for the following reasons. The Shulchan himself is not a safer that's really learnable on its own. The reason is, because the Shacharach was meant to be sort of a mafteach in a sense. The tour wrote, um, the tour wrote a comprehensive work. The Beis Yosef added and really made it comprehensive. The, the tour was a comprehensive outline, I would say, and the Beis Yosef fills in whatever was there. And then the Beis Yosef said, you know what? This is not going to work for a Rav who's busy between his unveilings and his bar mitzvahs and bas mitzvahs, and, and they had it all in those days, but whatever it is that he was busy doing, I'm going to bring out the psakim that I have um, f- uh, combine the Torah and the Beisosif and bring the bottom lines of different places. So a lot of times the simon is not in logical order. There are no explanations given to it. You don't know what he's talking about, where he's talking about, when he's talking about. And Bimela, um it's really very, very difficult to learn it. And the Mishabura is a peerish on that. So Mishabura might even tell you things that are not lalacha because he's saving lalacha for the next piece. And it's basically a commentary. You have to go through the Mishabura and figure out, construct the halacha lamaisa. So that is a difficult one. Um, the uh, Kitzah Shavaruch is an easy, straightforward safer. The problem is twofold. For some reason, there are some areas that he seems to be very, very short on information. Like Hilchah Shabbos is quite sparse, sparse in Kitzah Secondly, um, he went with the Menhagim of Hungary and the Psakim that were current in Hungary when he wrote it. Um, that's, it's a very, very um, nice... It, 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 you certainly don't run the risk of going to Gehenim uh, if you follow Kitzah but it's not what you should be following. It's not your Menhagim, it's Menhagim of Hungary. And, and again, and, and it's sort of in the even. There's some places that have real um, gaps and so on. Chaya Adam was considered a classic halacha uh, sefer by the Litvish. It was learned like Kitzur was learned by the Hungarians. The problem with Chaya Adam is that the language is difficult. He's he's really co- sort of less. He's his own psakim and they're very mekubel and so on and so forth. Some people have been very enamored of the Aruch Hashulchan. Um, the main reason I think is sort of political worldview type of reason. And the sweeping historians, especially like modern Orthodox, set up the previous generations as being Rabbanim versus Rosh Hashivas, um, Rosh Hashivas unfairly pulling the, the rug from under the, the, the Rabbanim, the paradigm of great uh, Rosh Hashivas was the Chavot Chaim, the paradigm of great Rabbanim was the Rosh Hashulchan, um, Rabbanim tend to be mekel because they need to be practical. Rashivas tend to be machmer, and they made so there's a sort of a tzimis lishitase, and that's why the Rashulchan is preferred to over the mishabura. Um, another reason why people like the Rashulchan is because he starts out with a kitzer. He, he sort of does give an overview of Allah in the beginning, 
The problem is that Or HaShulchan is written as a very private sefer. Once he gives it an overview, he has his own Shtikach Torah. The nights, the fine, it, but there is own Shtikach Torah in a way that the Mishabur is not. And they are the Or HaShulchan. Um, and, and it's very clear. He, he starts out with a general overview, which is very nice, and then he just sort of proceeds into a, um, a kind of uh, s- sort of his uh, chedushim on particular points. Um, so the real problem is there are not easy halachalamizes for him to learn. Um, is there something I could suggest? Uh, you could, what you could do is if you'd learned the Nafesh Bru when you were younger and sort of had time to, to understand each simon and to go through it a bit, then you could then learn it. It's much easier. If you know the background, the information, and so on, it's much easier. If not, I really don't know. Uh, the simplest one is Kitzvah with Piske Mishabura. So at least over there, you get Piske Mishabura on the bottom. On some, on some in Yanim, you have random Sfarim, you'll have something on Kashrus, and you'll have something on Nida, and you have something on Brochus, and you have something on Shabbos. Some of them are quite good, the Kitsurim. But once again, the, the, you're not talking about works that you can actually say, this is a major work. Uh, ideally, it would be if a person can get can learn some of the Sugyas and then go through the Mishabura. I, I don't know. I'm just pointing out it's a, it's a hard one. It's not... You need to have some sort of Kavurika Allah Haseda. You... Um, you um, have to find some sort of safer for it. All of this farm that I know have some issues with learning it. Um, I wish I had a simple answer to propose. The best thing is when you're in yeshiva, if you'd spend a little time, if, if you've gone through some of the masechtas that the Mishabur deals with, so that the Nyanim are familiar, then the Mishabur becomes a fairly easy safer. If you do learn the Mishabur, then what you must absolutely do is when you finish a simon, you must go back and sort of outline the halachalamaisas that come out of the Shukh with the Mishabura. Because if you don't do that, unless you've learned it many, many times, you don't have a clear halacha. You need to go back to it and put it together in an outline form that's logical and sort of um, is a logical progression, and then it becomes memorable. Uh, if you don't do that, it's very, very hard to, to, to remember the Shabura. Because after all, it's like learning, it, it, it's a commentary. The second thing that a person needs to do on a regular basis is something that will inspire him, keep him inspired, keep him emotionally focused on Yiddishkeit, which we'll call Musr for the lack of uh, any other word. The, um, and maybe it is Musr. Learning Musr's farm every day, which it brings as a chiv, and it's, it's obvious. It doesn't need to have it. Does it require much? People don't have much time. Even if a person spends five or ten minutes learning, even Mamari Chazal, but the way Musa was meant to be, in, you know, sort of, you cut yourself off for five, ten minutes. You sit and think about those words in a simple way, again and again. Let it sit on you. Let it kind of inspire you, and um, so that you have some emotional connection with it. The um, Chazanish used to um, point out that his mind, davening, should be providing that. Davening is the most connection to Kodesh Baruch There are words that are meant to be very, very inspiring and poetic and arousing and close to Kodesh Baruch That's what Tefillah is. And therefore he felt that the real place to get that from was from Tefillah. 
our problem is that we usually have a hard problem with filler. So it's sort of um, setting the, the cat to watch the cream kind of thing. It's not very productive for us. But to find some time in that, in, in, in that uh, framework to learn some sort of musa is very important. Now we get, so, so, so let's just throw out numbers. Let's say you spend 10, 15 minutes learning Allah every day. And the truth is you, 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 you don't need to learn Erevin. You, you need to learn the things that are Nagea. And if you do it over a lifetime again and again, you, it, you become familiar with it. You spend 5, 10 minutes learning Musa, and the person still has, let's say, 40 minutes left. So now we come to the question, what should a person be learning? Um, let's, uh, um, l- let me put down two Kalalim. Yes. Okay. Listen. Uh, if, if you don't have it, then then, we, we, then, then the discussion is not. It's, it's pointless. Then we then we finish with that, and that's it. But but assuming that we do have more time, um, what can a person learn? What should a person learn? So, the the biggest the thing that will keep a person most in learning is something that you can see concrete results. I always use a muscle. If a person um, works and he saves up some money, if he keeps saving money, what inspires him is his bank book. He put aside $100 the first week, $100 the second week, $100 the third week, and so on. As the numbers grow, when he has $5,000, he doesn't look at the next $100 as $100. He looks at it as success and better said accomplishment really inspires a person to do further Um, when a person feels he's not a maschil it it inspires him to go further so it can take different forms and let me lay out three formats that can give a person a sense of accomplishment that will, will help inspire him to learn. One is if the person learns and accumulates knowledge. Um, if you learn through a Masechta once, it's not, you don't remember it. And, the, and you don't have much incentive on the second Masechta. When you come after a long, tired day and you've been learning five years and you don't feel you're any wiser after having learned five years than you were before. There's nothing a person has to be telling them, yeah, that's a good one, tainus, it's dollars on the base. Uh, this is this is that. Then a person does not have great incentive to keep moving forward. But let's say in five years a person has learned 250 blot. And he knows them. His learning was built with enough chazaris so that he, anytime a person mentions something, he says, yeah, that's, it's a Gemara here. The Gemara says, not like that. Or a person has an idea and, and a Gemara with a similar idea pops into his head. That makes a person feel very good about it and, and inspires and do more. When he has 250 blocks in his account and occasionally it makes use for it and, and he can sit down and says, could you fill in We're having a share in tightness? And I says, oh, yes, I can do that. Not a problem. Uh, or someone says a Gemara and he says, you haven't said overwrite or it's here. Or a person wanted, was thinking of an idea and then if, if you know material, it's it sort of the association pops into your head. Those are very, very strong tools of reinforcement. So for some people, learning, and this requires two things. It requires learning the original material at a pace and an amount of chazaris 
that can make you comfortable with the material. Not to look at how much you've learned, but at how well are you reviewing it constantly so that um, you, you know the material, that the material is familiar to you. Um, everybody knows the difference between a book that they read or a college course that they took, and they took tests and so on and so forth. They might f- forget it after the college course, but w- when, when somebody talks about it, they're very familiar. They worked hard on it, they, they, they thought about it, they spoke about it, they reviewed it, they took tests on it. It, it, it does register. So if a person is even Mishnayis, but, but, but he's built in like chazing it a dozen times, and learns it once, and says over four or five times, and at the end of the week, two days are devoted to saying, to, to, to reviewing everything in the week, and, and, and so on, and it does a mesecht, he goes over it two or three times, and the person slowly accumulates the knowledge, but once he has a certain amount, he is very, very, um, he's thrilled with it. He actually knows something, he's a Tom Chachem. So um, that is a type of thing that will appeal, that, that will work for a certain amount of people, and and uh, it will help him to um, it'll help him keep learning. A second thing is a person who's creative and he likes writing, so he ta- he learns a sugya, goes through it well, and some people just like to sort of structure and give over the sugya and, and sort of rewrite it just as as like a book report. People like that. People have ideas, chidushim, kashas. They want to look into what what Shuvah Svarim write, and they write up about issues that came out from this sugya, different approaches, and so on and so forth. That is a um, that is a, um, a second way of doing it. A third way is when you're asked to teach other people. Um, when you have to give a share, it means you have to prepare. It means when you're saying it's very clear. It means that you feel strongly, there's a certain strong sense of accomplishment that I taught 50 blot or 20 blot or whatever it is, that also helps you very much focus. Those are three different ways. The, the bottom line is there's a tangible sense of accomplishment. My Shvezach is the Mira Shiva, and um, used to push very much to learn at a quicker pace than Shiva was doing. And he once, uh, he, didn't, he didn't usually explain himself, but he once told me, he said, a younger man misses out three days in yeshiva. And he comes back, and he can't figure out what it is that he missed. Everybody seems to be in the same place he was before, and the same cautions are sloshing around. So he says to himself, you know what? It wouldn't hurt if I take another three days off. It, 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 and if a person doesn't feel that the time accomplished something, and it's sort of, it's staggered. It stacks up, and he can actually put one on top of another, on top of another, on top of another. Um, it's hard to, to keep going. So that is a, a, a general sense about it. Of the things to learn, I, I, I cannot deny that the most important of it is Gemara. It shouldn't be exclusive. Mishnahis could work well for people. Other things work. The reason why Gemara is important is because the, a person can say himself, listen, I'm not a Rav, I'm not practicing Rav, I'm not a practicing Dayan, I'm not practicing anything. What do you need to know Gemara for? Stick with Piske Alocha and stick with, um, with other things, uh, with, with, uh, with Musa and so on. And the answer is, um, it, it, there are few aspects of it, why it's so important. The first thing is, the importance that something has in a person's life depends to which part of the person it is relating to. 
If Yiddishkeit deals with his hands and his feet, but not with his mind at all, and if he's learning Allah Lamaisa, so basically all he's doing is just learning um, instructions how to use his hands and feet, then it doesn't it, it's not toe-faced the part in his neshama that um, that is the primary point. Especially this is especially if a person is working at a profession that does demand seichel and das. Uh, a person is is a lawyer and he's thinking all day long and writing and so on. A person is a scientist uh, or whatever. Th- th- it, what happens is so almost automatically. If a person is not osik and Torah to some degree with seichel, it's relegated to a secondary status, um, and that's not good. Then the primary, the das and the seichel, the person involved in law, and with his hands and his feet, he serves a kaddish baruch. So learning gemara, which we, as when a person learns halacha ma'isa, yes, he's using his mind, but his mind is a footstool for the for the activities. It's an instruction booklet for how to take the Luvan Esrik. But when a person learns to, when the person is learning Gemara as Gemara, the person is using his Das for this Avodis Hashem. Maybe yes? Is Rebbe talking about more of an Ian type of learning? Or the well, the truth is we unfortunately have relegated the Gemara as not being Ian at any stage. The Gemara itself is to some degree an eon simply because there's a shock of attire. What do we hold? What are we saying? What are we answering? Um, even when Outlook was from, the, the Gemara itself was meant to be a, um, a, 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 the, the, the seichel, and a, and a person who in his younger years especially learned, it automatically will be able to recast it in a more lumdish way, give over some sort of, the way he's tofis it will be with seichel. Um, it's it just, it just, it, 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 it's, it's a thinking exercise. No matter, even if you learn it at a simple level, as long as you write and pshat. Um, the, the that and and secondly, the, the it it also affects um, being a Yiddish person. Thinking like a Yid should be a very primary aspect of being a Yiddish person. Um, it's not, it's not something that. If your thought process is Yiddish, Yiddish, in the sense, uh, you know, it, then then the person himself is a Yiddish person. If a person is thinking like and doesn't have the thought and idea and sense of it, then 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 something missing in the very icker. Yes. I'm not quite understanding what Rebbe means by thinking. Like what in other words, if a person, if a person, if a person comes to you and he says. Okay, and the Torahs commanded us to take palm fronds and um, citrons and this and that, and with the wave and some. You have a feeling that the person is an outsider. Um, it, 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 there's a um, there's a there's a famous um, thought question. I don't remember who formulated it, but um, it's very famous, and it goes along the following lines. It goes along, let's say, colors. We're all aware of the blue and the red and the yellow and so on and so forth. Colors can be translated in a way that um, a machine can pick it up. So, um, the, the, the thought experiment goes as follows. I take a person, lock him up 
in a black and white room since he's a young fellow. And as he gets older, I teach him, I say, listen, you see black, you see white. Yes. These are qualities of light, frequencies, absence of light, so on. There are different frequencies that have different effects. Let me teach you everything there is to know about different lights. Um, If the light is of a certain frequency, it appears red. We'll call it red. If if a certain frequency appears blue. Red has the following effect on people. It tends to make them alert. It tends to make them passionate and so on and so forth. It expresses passion. Blue is a type of color that has a calming effect. You would use it in in a doctor's office. And you would not paint a doctor's office bright red and purple um, and so on. And you give him all the information. And the person is sitting in a closed room and he has instruments that can measure light frequency and light waves and has the ability to make all the decisions about colors that you as a, as a person who has experienced colors can make. And he's, and he's doing it. Does he know what blue and red is or not? That was a famous thought question posed. And, um, and the point that, with, that it's driving at this, this, this uh, thought experiment is um, if you have an outside knowledge of something and not quite um, a, a, a something that you experienced essentially, can you call that knowledge as well or not? That, that's kind of the direction. When a person performs mitzvahs in the world of Torah and mitzvahs, so the maizim are to a degree external. And a person can be doing everything, but if he doesn't quite understand it the way it is, he's lacking something in, in terms of his own identification with it. Um, somebody once came, uh, uh, and again, this is, I guess, uh, something of, a, of the yeshiva world, um, bias, but, but it has a lot. Somebody once came to a barrel, he was a Shiva Brisk, he was a Chassidish Abacha, and, um, and he was telling him a Shtigl Torah on Kachim, in Zvachim. And he talked about the crane taking the pot full of blood and spilling it and dripping it, whatever it was. The words he was using, I, I said the word pot, the liberty, he was using the common kitchen utensil translation of the Kali, Kahuna, and so on. And Rebel got very annoyed and he said, there are no pots and pans in the base of Mikdash. There's a kli, there's a mazrek, there's a, a this, there's a that, there's a kli kibble, there's a mazrek, and so on. In other words, don't think of it in terms of comedy experience. It has its own dynamic, its own flavor, and so on. And that's, that's what the chilek of Torah, that's called Gemara, Talmud, is meant to do. By sort of getting into the thinking process, you're, you're deherring it as an insider rather than an outsider. That's why there is a very important element to that. Um, obviously, it depends on time. The Chavetz Chaim, um, when he saw how little time people on the outside had to learn, he stressed learning to riff rather than the Gemara. He felt the riff would give them a better sense of the Allah and that's why he went to great lengths to make a riff on Kachim and so on. But... Um, if, if, if a person does have the time to do it, then it's a very important um, area to engage in. I, I want to um, explain also about the learning Gemara and what's the minimal level of learning Gemara. Or, or the, the, the Balatanya 
when he speaks about the the minimal chiyuvim of Talmud Torah, and the Baltanya is one of the few from that actually went through the halachas and the Talmud Torah, he goes through a lot of what are a person's minimal requirements, and his minimal requirement is knowing all the basic halachas of Torah Shabbal Peh, the basic machlokas and limut. In other words, um, if a person asks, you know, when a person steals something and the thing and, and the and the nigzal's misyayish, what's the din? And you, you answer, it's a machlokas. Some hold it doesn't work at all. Some hold it works abundant because it's yadi, and some hold that it um, that it works even midaraisa because it's learned from it's similar to shinui. The, that's the basic requirement of knowing Torah, that I know the halachos that came down through the Talmud to us. So a person finishes a sugya, he needs to recap it and say to himself, okay, the sugya's topic is X, the bottom line is there's a machlokus about it, these are the two shitas, and, these, and this is the reasoning that either says in the Gemara, pairs to, to be emes, and so on. That's sort of a minimal take on Gemara, that's why he explains it. At first, it might seem disappointing. Someone who spent time in yeshiva and learning, and and he was learning with all rishonim achronim and kashas and terutzim and this and that. And this is kind of just okay, but unfortunately, we have to understand it. Just like a person who's gone from living, a, a person was living in a mansion, um, in a thirty-eight room mansion somewhere, and then he needed to move to downsize and move to a regular house. He needs to understand how to prioritize what he's taking with him. Um, to take with him a couch that fills up a room in its own is silly. You know, it's, we, we, we all learned in yeshivas, and, and we were to some degree matzliach, to get a very, very, very big shmak in learning, and we enjoy it. Anything else seems to us not emes, not real. But there's a long line from... It, 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 it's underst- having the Gemara down, this is the point, these are the machlokas, this is the reason the Gemara gives, and this is how I understand the Gemara's reason, is the basic chiyav, and I, I think it, it's, a, it's a davar, it's very miskabel. And, and if a person has it, and a person has it enough so that he remembers it reasonably well, a person feels a real sense of accomplishment. So, basically what, what I'm saying as far as learning goes, there is, it's important to Halach uh, is important to learn. I unfortunately haven't been good at giving a great solution for it. And the best way, ideally, is if a person has enough background before he gets into it, before he has to do just halach ma'isa. The person knows the mitzvah so that the topics and the underlying um, background information is familiar to him. So that's the ideal. If not, I, I think I went through a different firm. Their pluses and their minuses. Um, I also personally find it very difficult to look at kitzurim for the reason that I personally find it difficult to assimilate information that's bits and pieces, where you don't have a sweeping background. The fact that I know at the end of the day, the person, it's all the person's decisions, even if it's all humrus, which is very nice maybe, but it's still the person's decisions, and it's not really um, the halacha. So I personally feel frustrated those, but they do exist, and it's another option. Um, Learning some sort of Musa, Yerushalayim, whatever it is, is important. Simply to remind the person himself that there's a Shalom and a Machavasa Balamo. person needs to remind himself. 
and he needs to take snippets of Chazal, which is really what Musa was about, and to spend five minutes a day, five minutes is a lot, and to sort of focus on it and say to himself, I work hard, I do many things over the day, I struggle with many things. There's one purpose I was brought into this world, that's to accomplish, to struggle with Nisyonos, and to come ahead of the game. You know, just that reminder in different Lash Chazal, in different ways, in different Inyanim, whether it's Emes, or Kedusha, or Kaas, or whatever it is, th- that's a minimal. And if the person has a little more time, first has some time, to learn Gemara, simply because that is the content of Torah. It, and especially for us, it's one thing when people were Balagolas, and they worked hard physically all day, very hard physically, and they didn't have other, inter- they didn't have any other intellectual occupations. So fine. So okay, you know, he's a simple Balagala, he's a simple Jew. But if a person is a highly sophisticated professional and a simple Jew, it, then the Jew becomes, in his mind, Judaism becomes simpleton, not simple. It's it's kind of if, 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 if the person doesn't, if he can't associate with it in Das and in Seichel, he has a real problem with it. Um, so learning through Gemara, finding a level that he's comfortable with, that he's able to cover, that he's able to reasonably remember um, enough material, remember the material enough that he feels actually gained and accomplished, and learning to sort of um, structuring what he learned. The, the Gemara has the same. Uh, I shouldn't say Gemara has the same problem as the Mishabur. I'm sure has the same problem as the Gemara. Anytime you're learning something that's not structured, like Gemara or like Mishabur, the problem is that you have a hard time afterwards figuring out the bottom line of it. So a person needs to, on a very simple level, just to bring on the bottom line. This is the point of the Sugya. This is the Shaila. The Gemara remains unresolved. That's, that's the bottom line. That is the bottom line. Or, and these are the points that the Gemara said where it's not again, it's not again, such a case, not again, such a case, not again, such a case, and what the halach is as remained unresolved. That's a uh, an akud of Taira, um, and and so on. Those were the two. So I wanted to emphasize from from last where we spoke last week. The two points I wanted I had worked on was the first one was about the, um, the, the 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 understanding that a productive lifestyle is very very important, and it's a yesod in everything afterwards. How seriously you take Torah, how seriously you take Akash Baruch, and how seriously you take everything else starts with your physical life. If the world is serious and you take your work seriously, you'll take a lot of other things seriously. Um, I also think it's very important for kids. Kids should not get, they should learn a, a, a very important aspect of Chinuch is a job well done is something to be proud of. If cleaning up the room is what you're supposed to do, then cleaning it up well, you should be proud of it. And not, uh, it's not learning anything, it's just wasting time, or let the Schwarze do it. That those are very bad attitudes. Um, light money, light life, is like it says by Avram Avinu in Aram Narayim. They obviously had somebody that supported them. I mean, it's hard to keep eating and drinking without anybody supporting. So they didn't have a financial problem. He didn't say they were stealing. But a light lifestyle is not, it's, it, it, is, it is putting down a very bad foundation for future chinuch. Um, and that's one thing we said on about the learning. We went through some of the kudos um, that, to the best of my understanding of what it's important and what could help motivate a person. Yes, Phyllis. Quick question about Tanya. Yeah. 
Look at Balatanya saying that somebody learned Gemara and they understood it, but they didn't walk away with remembering what the Machlokas is, and they didn't come away with the Maskenal Halacha, so they're really not uh, I'm not sure on that count. No, the 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 the, the, um, the, the Balatanya is sort of going on the Rambam. The Rambam says there's a chiyah for a person to learn through all of Torah, and then he should be osik in Gemara, which is the Havana of, of Torah and so on and so forth. Um, I'm not sure if the uh, if, so, so so he's saying that learning through all of Torah. What does it mean with all Torah Shabbat Peh? I mean, the Torah Shabbat Peh includes from Gemara till the, the latest Chidushim book that has come out. Where is Torah Shabbat Peh, the minimal Chid of Torah Shabbat Peh? So that, he seems to say, is the basic machlokes of the Talmudic eras, the basic pieces of knowledge, I guess, that we have from that era. I guess that's the way I would put it. He says, like, the most of the Limudim that we have in, in, in Torah's Kohanim. In other words, this is, the din, this is what it says. And it's a machlokas, we learn it, or we learn it from here, or it's an iboy and so on and so forth. That seems to be the way he understood it. Um, just sort of using it as a guide to understanding um, what it means to have learned up something. Okay.